Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour mystery drama, followed by 30 minutes of comedy. So, just sit back and relax. As we revisit the truly golden age of radio. I have flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in spine chillers. The creaking door. The creaking door. Exactly when did these uh, manifestations first take place? I don't expect you to believe me. Nobody will believe me. Certainly can't expect the police to, Inspector. Oh, we aren't hard to convince, Mrs. Barton. Just tell the story your own way. My husband's name was Don. Donald Barton, if that was his real name. We traveled miles to see this hotel. He was captivated by it, or said he was. He's worked very hard since we took the place. And uh, the hauntings, or whatever you'd like to call them? They began the very first day, Inspector. I found out that they'd been there all the time, from the earliest days. Hmm. What form did they take? Uh, ghosts? Uh, spooks? The old wine cellar was haunted by poltergeists. Noisy ghosts. Earth spirits, some call them. You'd hear them rolling barrels down there. There was crazy laughter. Once we found iron, little bits of it, still smoking. Yes, smoking iron, thrown all over the place. I see. Now, Mrs. Martin, suppose you tell me what happened from the time you woke up on the day of my first visit here. All right, Inspector. My husband went to market early to buy provisions for the hotel. He got back just as I woke up. I remember putting on a dressing gown and picking up my slippers. 
It was then I noticed that there was mud on them. Awake at last, eh? Oh, I had a rotten night. Oh, I suppose I did, Don. I hardly slept. Don, look at my slippers. All covered in dried mud. Oh, yes. Well, that's odd. It must have been wet mud, I suppose, when somebody used them. But who? Oh, it was raining last night. <laughs> who do you suppose could have used your slippers, Selma? Oh, no. You... You mean me? Uh, yes, I, I suppose I did. But, I... oh, Don... Don, please... Let's get away from here. No, this is far too good a little business to leave, Selma. It isn't. You know it isn't. I, I was never like this before. Before? Before what, Selma? I never walked in my sleep or, or picked up things in the garden. Never. Not until I came to this hotel. It's, it's haunted, Don. I know it is. Oh, nonsense, darling. Now, you'd better see a doctor. No. No. You remember last time. Yes, but so what? You picked up a dead frog in the garden and put it in your pocket. It was horrible. Slimy and cold and dead. Oh, and, and I was so horrid to you, Don. Oh, that doesn't matter. I suspected that you and Beatrice... Yes, I know, I know. Poor Beatrice. I may have little taste, my dear, but I don't have affairs with the staff. Would you swear it isn't true that you've never been friendly with Beatrice? Oh, please, dear. Then get rid of her. You forget this pub is supposed to be haunted. I just can't get staff. If I... If I asked you nicely, Don, would you get rid of Beatrice? No. She's done nothing wrong. She works very hard. She doesn't want the earth. And she's very pretty. Oh, in a coarse peasant fashion, I expect she is. Oh, is it me, Emma? Am I going mad? No, of course not. Now, don't say such absurd things. What's that? Fire brigade, police, ambulance. I'll open the curtains and have a look. Oh, it's an ambulance. Stopping outside Mrs. Flowers' place. I hope she isn't ill, even if I don't like her. Oh, come, come. She's an old lady. Um, she called me a witch. I suppose she's seen me tramping around in my nightgown. Something like that. Oh, well, Thelma, sleep in if you want to. Now, I'll have to get down and start breakfast. That is me. Okay. Yes, sir. Good morning. May I see you, Nancy? Well, see, I did Are you a commercial sergeant? No, I'm not. I'm a police officer. Oh, you better come in then. This is Mr. Barton. Don, he says he's a police officer. Oh, thank you. Good morning to you, sir. My name is Hunter. Inspector Hunter. Good morning to you. What a very appropriate name. A hunter of men, eh? I suppose so, sir. Might have a word with you in private, sir. Oh, of course you can. Uh, come through to the parlor, Inspector. Right. Through here. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I've called for a little information, if that's possible, sir. I'm sorry to say Mrs. Flowers, the lady who lived opposite you, was murdered last night. Murdered? Mrs. Flowers? Why should anyone want to kill Mrs. Flowers? She's a... She was an old woman. Robbery? Well, that's just it, sir. No. I called to ask if you know of any enemies who might have disliked Mrs. Flowers enough to kill her. I 
Don't think she had an enemy in the world. Oh. I suppose you saw nothing suspicious last night. No, Inspector. I go to bed early. I have to be up for the market early in the morning. Mr. Barton, I believe your wife had a quarrel with Mrs. Flowers. Hardly a quarrel. Well, they had words. I think my wife called her an interfering old busybody, and she called my wife a witch. I see. Uh, what was the occasion of this exchange of words? I believe some of the local men had been having rather a noisy party in the saloon bar. Mrs. Flowers called in the next morning to complain. That's all there was to it. Can I talk to your wife for a moment, Mr. Barton? She's sleeping. She was very tired last night. Uh, Would you mind terribly calling back later in the day, Inspector? No, 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 not at all. That'll be perfectly all right, Mr. Barton. Thanks. I don't suppose she'll be able to tell you anything. It was only the briefest of women's quarrels. Not really bitter. Mm -hmm. Certainly not any excuse for strangling Mrs. Flowers. Very well, sir. I'll be over later. Oh, good. This way, Inspector. All right. I just thought your wife might be able to help me. But, uh, goodbye for now, sir. Oh, well, Inspector. See you later. What did he want? Mrs. Flowers across the road was killed last night. Killed? Murdered. No. We're not safe in old beds. That we're not... Oh, shut up, B. Of course we are. I'll have to go up and tell Thelma. Oh, she'll just go all repeat. Wait, bother. Because she's my wife and somebody's got to tell her. He told me then. I suppose he gave me good advice. But I couldn't see it at the time. Of course, I was shocked by the murder of poor Mrs. Flowers. I didn't like her, and she'd called me a witch in a spiteful tone. But I, I never hated her. I was remembering the mud on my slippers, remembering the dead frog and the other incidents. I was frightened, Inspector, especially the first time you spoke to me. Uh, now, Mrs. Barton... You say you knew the dead woman only slightly. That's right, Inspector. But on one occasion, she called you a witch. Yes. There was some sort of noise in the hotel and Mrs. Flowers objected to it. Mm. Was she always so objectionable? Oh, no, no. Inspector, she was an old woman. Rather crotchety, that's all. Mm, I see. Now, I've heard this place is haunted. Oh, country people do talk. Uh, they exaggerate. But I'm told you said the place was haunted. Oh, no. You must be mistaken. Mrs. Martin, tell me, please. Uh, do you walk in your sleep? No. Oh, no, never. I see. I rather thought you did. No, no, of course not. Have you been told to say all this? Oh, no, how, how could you... Well, that's all right, madam, that's all right. It won't make much difference in the end. But tell me, have you seen or heard any unusual things recently? Well, yes. At night, a, a strange figure, hmm? the shadow of a strange figure has crossed the blind quite often. What kind of figure? The figure of a woman. It has a tall headdress with a figure of the crescent moon on top. The first time I saw it, I ran to the window... But the street outside was empty. Just a trick of the light, surely, Mrs. Martin. Perhaps. But you see, I live on the first floor. Nothing, nothing could throw a shadow there. Let's go over to the inn 
Oh, there be a dessert like lunch, please. The cottage table, sir. Thank you. The cottage pie is very nice, sir. Oh, I'll have that. Get me a mild and bitter, will you? Yes, sir. Uh, Beatrice? Yes, Mr. Henderson. Uh, look, you know this district better than anybody, don't you? Oh, well, I wouldn't say that, sir. So anybody that would wish old Mrs. Flowers any arm? I don't know, I'm sure. Of course, the missus here didn't like her. Mrs. Barton? Oh, I don't expect there's anything in that, though. Mrs. Flowers called Mrs. Barton a witch, didn't she? That's right, she did. Tell me, Beatrice, uh, does that mean anything to you? Oh, I know, it's just a matter of speaking. You've never heard tell of a, of a coven of witches in the neighborhood? What an imagination you've got. <laughs> coven of witches, whatever next. Uh, Beatrice, just a minute. Oh, sorry, I'm very busy just now, sir. Oh, indeed. Too busy to help me solve a very strange murder. Feeling any better, Zelda? Just this ghastly headache. I am sorry. Oh, doctor. Am I mad? Am I imagining things? Oh, what a question. Of course not. You you aren't too fond of Beatrice? Oh, don't start harping on that again. Now, let's make it quite clear. No, you're not mad, Selma, but you're eccentric and neurotic, if you like. But so are thousands of people. You think I'm neurotic because I saw something on the stairs? A grey-hooded figure? It was your imagination. The mud on my slippers, that was well enough. Did you get rid of the mud? No. Why should I? My dear girl, the woman across the road was killed. Your slippers have mud on them. You see weird shadows at night. Now, please, don't let the police get suspicious. Why not? Because they haven't much sense and they're like bulldogs. Try explaining to them the difference between a neurosis and a psychosis. So you think I killed her? Of course not. Why did she call you a witch, by the way? Oh, there's supposed to be a group of witches somewhere near here... A coven, I think they call it. Don, tonight's Sunday, isn't it? Yes, it's my fishing night. Don't go tonight, Don. I'm sorry, I have to. I promised the boys. You mean you promised the girls? Yes. Oh, no, not that again. I'm sorry, Don, but, but please, don't go tonight. I must. Sorry, Thelma, but I can't tell Johnny and Sam, the chaps I go with at this late hour. You've left it far too late. I'm not mad and I'm not a fool. I've been having you watch, you... Don. How long has this been happening? All last week. Someone from the private detective agency. Oh, you fool. Whatever. I know you've been seeing Beatrice. I suppose I can't blame you. She's prettier, younger, too. So you've been spying on me. I had a right, Don. I'm your wife. Beatrice isn't the only woman under your spell, is she? Tell me, how much do you know? Enough. Why did you marry me? Money. I had to have this dress. But it loses money, Don. Everybody This says... is the crown and mitre, built on the site of an ancient Cistercian abbey. The abbot was named Cantior. That's where the name comes from, I think. Crown and mitre. But I still don't see... Don't my... you? The figure you saw on the stairs. The red-hot lumps of metal that fly across the cellar. The bones spilled from nowhere. Don't you even recognize poltergeist phenomena? You've never seen a ghost before. The place is haunted. I know that. I felt it all along. My dear Thelma, why do you think I wanted the crown and mitre? I never could understand. Witches never exist alone. In every coven worshipping the dark prince who existed before your silly beliefs, there is a man 
Call him a wizard. Oh, ridiculous. You can't believe that old nonsense. You've had me watched, you must know. I am master of a coven of witches here in this village. Witches are only foolish women pretending Possibly. Or fool them. They are bound forever to the rule of the old dark prince. What you mean is the devil. Why don't you say it? The devil. You know nothing of the mystery. Mystery, you call it. Please, Don, give up this madness. I beg you. Please, will you? Give it up. It's madness. Let me tell you what I shall do. Tomorrow is the night of the new moon. You talk to me of madness, but it is you who will become mad, not I, Selma. Become. You are mad. You are suspected of murder. The mesh is closing round you. You will spend the rest of your life cooped up as an idiot in an asylum. Or in jail. I can tell them, Don. I can say what really happened. Will you tell them that I am the master of a coven of witches, that you have done nothing? Will anyone believe you? I think they will. It might be easier to close your mouth forever. You dare not, Don. My death will come too soon after hers. After the death of Mrs. Flowers. You couldn't explain it. You killed yourself in remorse. Why, you... you... Tonight, the coven will attempt the feat I have set them. I shall lead them in the task of raising the spirit of the long-dead abbot, Cantior. What are you saying? Yet his ghost walks with the poltergeists who throw hot rocks and burning irons. I know what I'm saying. I shall raise that lonely gray ghost and set it against you. You will face me in the morning, my dear. Your reason gone. I shall be your sorrowful husband. Inspector Hunter, he won't... He won't he, won't he. Your history, everything about you points to you. Besides, they think you killed Mrs. Flowers. You did? Of course. She knew too much. Her niece, young Lisa, was one of our initiates who failed to stay the course. Lisa told what she knew to her aunt, the flowers woman, who thought you were a witch. I had no alternative but to kill her. But I was going to say, I have power, my dear wife. Power. Power I shall wield tonight. And all with your money, my dear. You inhuman swine. Look at me. Look at me. Look into my eyes. Repeat after me. I am Thelma. I am Thelma. Thelma means that there is only one law. The law is do as thou wilt. Repeat it. I am Thelma. I am Thelma. Thelma means... Oh, no. No. Uh, Mrs. Barton. Who are you? Beatrice. Go. Please, go away from me. Listen, Mrs. Barton. You are one of my husband's followers. Never. I thought it was a sort of joke. I thought it was all a big deal. This dressing up as books and all that. But it isn't. Oh, can I trust you? Look, Don's down there in the cellar now. Where they used to have the old abbey. He's carrying on something shocking. Asking somebody called Diana to listen to him. Diana. Goddess of the moon. Here. You're not another of them, are you? Of course not. 
I've read about these things, that's all. That's a good thing. <gasps> Look! Now you know why I'm half mad. You see that shadow? The shadow at the window? It's a woman with something on her head. Passing like a woman funeral. Diana, a moon goddess. Oh, help us. Help us. Oh, oh look, it's the old abbot. No. He said, Don said, it's growing stronger. The abbot. Abbot, can't you? If you are a, a good man, give us strength. Please. I beg you. Hello, Mr. Barton. Hello, Beatrice. Hello, Mr. Hunter. Oh, Mr. Hunter, get me out of here. I've seen nothing but ghosts all night. All right, all right, all right. That makes two of you, huh? Yes, two of us. I know that you won't believe me, that the lies my husband tells will win. But we've seen some terrible things these last few hours. Mrs. Barton, your husband probably faked all this mud on your slippers, bits of red-hot iron flying about, all that sort of thing. And the shadow of Diana, the moon goddess. Uh, some curious trick of the light, Mrs. Barton. And the ghost of the old abbot. Probably your wrought-up imagination. I promise you I don't believe your husband, madam. Then you'll protect me from it. Arrest him. Your husband killed Mrs. Flowers. How did you know that? He told me that Mrs. Flowers had been strangled when I first questioned him. Now, no one could have known that then. No one who hadn't seen the body. Oh, it's all so horrible. Well, it's over for you, Mrs. Barton, I promise you. Your husband was found dying in the old wine cellar by two of my men this morning. Dying? Aye, perhaps it's best this way. I'd hope for a confession from him, but he only babbled some of his nonsense about uh, Diana. He must have believed it all. I've never seen a man look so terrified. I don't know what the coroner will say, but if you ask me, I think he died from terror. And the goddess spared me. Mrs. Barton, you had a stronger power than your husband. What do you mean, Beatrice? You protected me. Took me into your room. Maybe you suspected me even then. You saw I was frightened. Anyone would have done the same. Well, I'm only a country girl. But all the same, I saw what I saw. And I remember where it says, And the greatest of these is charity. wine cellar, lying among the spirits, as it were, must be the only public house where the host is a ghost. Rendezvous next week. Where 
eagerly. Through the creaking door, I'll call. <laughs> the creaking door. just to scare the ghosts away? I know there's something following me that I can't see. Someone sure laid an awful hex on me. A hex? Ah, tax. That's pretty far-fetched. Man, I think you're just a little bit tetched. If you'd have got a load of what I saw last night, you'd have passed a Yankee clipper on its maiden flight. Last night I saw up on the stairs a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish he'd go away When I came home last night at three The man was waiting there for me But when I looked around the hall I couldn't see him there at all Go away, go away Don't you come back anymore Go away, go away And please don't slam the door Last night I saw upon the stairs little man who wasn't there, he wasn't there again today, oh how I wish he'd go away. This is the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. Here he is. In the movie Wake Island, he was a Brooklyn Marine. In the broad with two Yanks, he's Biff the Private. But tonight, he's just an overgrown kid anxiously waiting for Halloween. I'll never forget. When I was just a boy, every Halloween, my father used to stick me in the front window. We were too poor to buy a pumpkin. <laughs> William Bendix in the life of Riley. 
day, Riley is engaged in the serious business of war production as a riveter in a California aircraft plant. But tonight we see his less serious side. It's two nights before Halloween, and Riley is full of the spirit of the thing. It's quite dark out, and Riley's son, Junior, is just returning from a meeting of the young Wildcats, his club, in a very thoughtful mood. Is, is that you, Pop? Shh. Yeah, Junior. Oh, what are you doing hiding on the back porch? Listen, peek in the kitchen window and see what your mother's doing. Oh, she's washing the supper dishes. Say, Pop, what yeah. are you doing with that false face on? You're Mickey Mouse, huh? No, I'm not Mickey Mouse. I'm the rat man of Blood Bucket Castle. <laughs> oh, at the dime store they sell those false faces for Mickey Mouse. Never mind. I bet your mother will think I'm the rat man. Oh, you gonna play a trick on Mom? Yeah. You see, last night we saw a horror picture about a nice, gruesome character, the rat man. He was a vampire. Has lunch on people's necks. <laughs> oh, he ain't a rat. He's a bat. Oh, well, he's very depressing. Anyway, afterwards, your mom was so scared something had popped out of a doorway at her, she walked all the way home in the middle of the street. <laughs> mom said you made her walk out there. No, I... <laughs> I just invited her out in the street because it ain't polite to leave a lady walking on a sidewalk all alone. <laughs> you watch now when I scratch at the door and she opens it up and sees me in this thing. Okay, Pop, go ahead. Okay, well, I hope she don't faint. <laughs> Watch now. Pop! What? Bats don't growl, they squeak. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shh. Who's there? We got her guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never. It's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Junior. Junior, go get your father some cheese. Yeah. Well, they don't make these masks as good as they used to. Or else maybe I got a very strong personality and it leaks through, probably. Well, isn't it a little early for Halloween tricks, Riley? Well, it don't hurt to get a head start. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Look, Junior, there's something else I bought at the five and dime. You see this book? Ghost Stories. Oh, well, thanks, Pop, but I don't want to read any ghost stories tonight. What's the matter? You don't believe in ghosts, do you? No, I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't want to read anything that might change my mind. <laughs> Too many people think there's ghosts now. Say, Dumplin', what's the matter with him? Well, I don't know. Ever since he came home from school today, he's been asking me if I believe in haunted houses. <laughs> what a question. With the house in shortage, as sure as it is, who's going to leave a house empty for spooks? <laughs> well, there's one empty house up on Chestnut Hill, Riley. You know, the old Sherwin place. Uh. Some people say that's haunted. Yeah? Mrs. Cornwell claims she saw a pale white face at the window, too. Yes? Mm-hmm. Oh, but Mrs. Cornwell's a great one for ghosts. She's always holding seances and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that Cornwell kid's in Junior's club, too. I bet he's got our boy believing in ghosts. Well, I'm going to have a head-to-head -head talk with Junior. <laughs> Junior, if I tell you there's no ghost, you can take my word for it. After all, I've been your father for 13 years, ain't I? Oh, sure, Pop. Uh, if there aren't any ghosts, what haunts haunted houses? Listen, Junior, nothing haunts haunted houses. Oh, yes, they do, Pop. 
Johnny Cornwall's mother proved the house was haunted. How did she? She said she saw a ghost face in the window uh, of the old Sherwin house. It was a horrible face, too. Now, on, Mrs. Cornwell must have seen her own reflection. <laughs> Says the dame should walk into a room backwards and break her face to you slowly. <laughs> oh, then, Pop, then she came home and held a seance. She asked if what she saw was the ghost of Alice Sherwin. And she got three raps on the table. Oh, that means yes in ghost language. <laughs> Fine language. All they can do is knock. They ought to be newspaper columnists. <laughs> <laughs> you better not make fun of ghosts, Pop. Look, Junior, would you sooner believe a ghost than your old man? Well, no, Pop. Uh, but if the ghost said it was a ghost, it ought to know. Okay, I can see you're a septic. <laughs> Now, we'll have a seance right here to prove what Mrs. Cornwell saw wasn't that Sherwin girl's ghost. Come on, put your hands up on this table. Come on. Oh, gosh, Papa, are you going to ask a ghost to rap? I'll show you. I'll put my hands on there, too. See? Okay, now I'll ask something. Are there any ghosts? See? No answer. No ghosts. Nah, Pop. You have to ask for raps. Two means no. Three raps means yes. Oh, well, Okay. Two reps for no, three for yes. Now, I'll ask him again. Did uh, Mrs. Cornwell see a ghost up at Sherwin's old haunted house? Gosh, Pop, it said no. See, that proves it. Mrs. Cornwell's a phony. (laughs) Well, um, now ask him again if there are any ghosts. Okay. Are there any ghosts? Rep two for no. See, that's the ghosts themselves say there aren't any ghosts. That's closer. Wait a minute, Pop. Uh, How could a ghost rap two for no if there aren't any ghosts? Well, that's very simple. (laughs) I was just kidding, Sonny. I did that rapping myself. (laughs) Honest. Your hands were on the table. Yeah, but my feet weren't. Look at I just kicked up under that table with my foot like this. Oh, Pop, I bet you wouldn't kid around like that in a genuine haunted house like the Sherwin place. Well, sure I would, only I can't because I ain't going there. Would you be scared to go if you were going? Me? No. Oh, that's good, Pop. No, I ain't scared to go neither. How do you mean? Well, down at my club tonight, we got to talking what we'd do Halloween. So we made it up we'd go find out if Sherwin's old house was haunted or if it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I pity any ghosts when them young wildcats get in that house. <laughs> We ain't all going inside, Pop. Just one of us got elected to go inside. The poor guy who got the short straw. (laughs) Who got it? Well, I did. I see. Well, well, Junior, you show him you know there aren't any ghosts in there. I'm proud of you, Junior, walking in there all alone. I think that's... Well, I won't be all alone. I made up a rule the fellow who had to go in could take in another fella, his best friend. Well, that's okay, too. If the guy you picked is a real friend, he'll go like a shot. Who'd you pick? I picked you, Pop. <laughs> oh, I bet that... Uh, uh, hey. Uh, look, Junior, I'm, I'm probably going to be very busy and... Pop, besides, I... you ain't scared to go, are you? Well, no, but... The... And you're my best friend, aren't you? Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I am. Actually, the the saying is that your mother is your best friend. (laughs) Well, I 
couldn't ask Mom to go. And I'm sure glad you're coming with me. Yeah. Me too, Junior. Chapter 13. As Lord Twitcher stood there in the dark hall of the great lonely house, he could feel something evil in the very air. A cold wind brushed his cheek, and an icy hand seemed to touch his spine. Suddenly... He saw the thing, and then he heard a sound, a low, wailing sound. <laughs> Who's that? Well, it's only me, dear. Did I startle you? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, I was just reading this book here. <laughs> oh, the ghost stories you bought Junior, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Such nonsense. <laughs> It's a quiet Halloween, isn't it? Yes. I wonder what all those boys in Junior's club are doing tonight. Well, I know what they're doing. They're all sitting over across from our house right now on the fence, like a row of buzzards waiting for us to come out. <laughs> oh, are they going to the house with you? Well, they're going as far as the gate of the place to make sure we go in. Oh, but you're not nervous about going, are you, dear? You don't believe in ghosts? Well, no. You don't believe in them either, do, do you, Peg? No. But uh, there is something queer about that house. Huh? I wonder what did become of that poor Alice Sherwin. Well, if nobody knows, I don't want to find out. <laughs> what did they say happened to her? Oh, it's an awfully sad story. She was a bride, you know, beautiful girl. Well, they were on their honeymoon in Manila. He was a captain in the Navy. She and her husband were going to come home and live in that old house. Then, well, he was lost in an air raid. Some say they were both killed together. Others say that she followed him because she didn't want to live without him. Well, anyhow, the house stands there empty, waiting for the bride and bridegroom that never came to live in it. People ought to leave the place alone. And I'm one of the people. <laughs> well, after you go there tonight, maybe people will stop talking and gossiping about the house. Because you'll prove there's nothing there. Yeah, maybe. Now, what was all that talk about seeing lights and faces around the place? Oh, just talk, I suppose. Yeah. But they do say that they saw a woman's figure at the window in the attic. Pop! Uh, Junior, what's the idea of sneaking in like that? It's time to go, Pop. I... Huh? <laughs> oh... Well, yeah, it's, uh, well, okay, Junior. Goodbye, Dumplin'. <laughs> Goodbye, boys. It's sure dark out, isn't it, Pop? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pop? Huh? That Sherwin house we're going to, it, it can't be really haunted, can it? No, no. But it's funny that people have seen a ghost in there. Yeah, well, look, Junior, well, when we get in that house, you, you do just like I do, and you won't see no ghosts. Oh, what are you going to do, Pop? I'm going to keep my eyes shut. <laughs>
midnight, a very dark midnight. Even the moon is hiding on this Halloween. Riley and his son, Junior, are just approaching the rusty iron gate that guards the old Sherwin house, which is said to be haunted. Listen. There's the gate, Pop. Let's go in. Uh, maybe the gate's locked, so we can't get in. <laughs> she wouldn't have been too bad. <laughs> We've got to get in, Pop. The gang's followed us all the way from town, and they're still watching. Uh, yeah, they trail us like sharks after a sinking ship. Uh, let's go in, Pop. Okay. What's that? Well, the gate. The, the hinges are all rusty. Maybe we ought to go back to town and get some oil, huh? <laughs> Come on in the garden, Pop. Gosh, it's dark. Yeah. Well, follow me, Junior. Where are you? Right behind you. <laughs> Here. Give me your hand. I see the house, Pop. The moon's coming out of a cloud. Yeah. Junior. Huh? What's that over there? Huh? Uh, I think that's your shadow, Pop. If that's my shadow, why is it moving while I'm standing still? Pop, it's coming this way. And since when does a shadow make footsteps? Good evening, Riley. Undertaker. I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, how are you, Digger? I never thought I'd be glad to. <laughs> never thought I'd be glad to see an Undertaker. <laughs> You're looking fine, Riley. Very natural. <laughs> Tell me, what are you doing here around the old Sherwin house? Oh, uh, well, nothing, Digger. We're just having some fun on Halloween. Ah, Halloween. I adore Halloween. It's so gay. <laughs> Digger, do, do you hang around this old house much? Oh, yes, indeed. It's one of my favorite haunts. Haunts? Listen... You don't think there's anything in there, do you? Who knows? Sometimes as I stroll through this old garden, I feel unseen eyes follow me. You do, huh? <laughs> Riley, you're not going inside the house. Well, we thought we might drop in a minute. I could be talked out of it. <laughs> Take my advice, Riley. Remain outside. Enjoy the beautiful flowers. They're my favorite flowers. Lilies. <laughs> Digger, when you talk about lilies, please don't stare at my chest. Strange how some people have no interest in horticulture. In my profession, we have a saying. You may not like flowers at first, but eventually, they grow on you. <laughs> By the way, Riley, how tall are you? Well, I'm about five feet. Uh, uh, why? I'd like to borrow your overcoat Saturday. <laughs> to wear at the football game. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. I'll pick it up at one o'clock. Uh -huh. I want to get to the game before they kick off. 
Junior, nobody will never be able to say your old man was a coward. Let's go in. Now let's go out. Oh, wait, Pop. We've only been in one room. We're supposed to go through the whole house. As far as I'm concerned, this is a one-room house. Come on. Oh, wait, Pop. What for? I... I told the kids you didn't believe in ghosts, and, and I said we'd have another seance like we did at home. Junior, a blood relationship can only be stretched so far. Oh, Pop, you said you'd do it in a haunted house, and if we didn't hear anything, it would prove there wasn't any you-know around here. I already proved there wasn't any you-know around here. Well, you didn't do it right. Well, I... I found out for a seance, the medium has to be tied in a chair, so it can't pull no tricks. Well, okay, Junior. I'd be glad to let you tie me up. Only there ain't no rope. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> well, I brought some rope, Pop. That was swell of you, Junior. I'll remember this. Go ahead, tie me. Oh, there. Can you move your hands or feet? No, oh, you tied me so tight, Dan Green is sitting in. Now, stand over by the window where I can see you. Oh, here I am, Pop. Ah, you'll see, Junior. There won't be any wraps this time. Hope you're right, Pop. Of course I'm right. How can there be any wraps when I'm tied up too tight to wrap? And I also got my eye on you. Well, go ahead, then. Ask if there's any ghosts here. Okay, now. If there's any ghosts here, wrap two times. If there ain't, don't bother. <laughs> <sighs> no wraps. Now say, if there are any ghosts, to rap three times. Uh, okay, but there won't be any. If there are any ghosts, rap three times. Uh, uh, Junior, did, did you do that? Uh, I, I didn't. Didn't you? Frankly, no. <laughs> Junior, where are you going? Out the window, come on. Don't come back on time, me, Junior. I can't get this chair through that window, Junior. Oh, Pop. Pop. Pop, I can't get the nuts loose. I better go get a knife. Well, Junior, don't go. Don't, don't forget to come back. I had to open my big mouth for wraps, and I got wraps. Fine thing, all alone in a house with a... Uh, what's that? Who, who, who's that? What are you doing in my house? I must be going crazy. Why did you come here? I, I wouldn't stay, lady, only I got tied up. <laughs> I will loosen the knot. Yep. Well, thanks. Who, who are you? I am Alice Sherwin. Now I know I'm crazy. I'm talking to a ghost. Please, don't tell anyone I'm here. I, 
I only want to be left alone here in my house. I got a knife and... Pop, you're untied. Yeah. And it was the ghost that done it. Wait a minute. Her hands. They weren't no ghost's hands. Junior, you go outside and wait for me. What are you going to do, Pop? I'm going to have another talk with that that lady ghost. Why did you want to see me, Mr. Riley? Well, when I... When I figured out she wasn't a ghost, I... Got to thinking how lonesome you must be in this house all alone. So I thought maybe you'd like to take a stroll over to my house and... Meet my family. Oh, thank you, but oh, I. If you'd rather not talk, I'll go away. No, don't go yet. I mustn't be rude to my first guest in so long. Oh, thanks. Must be kind of a shock when the first man you see in so long looks like I do. <laughs> Tell me about your family, Mr. Riley. Well, my. My family's named Riley, after me. <laughs> Very nice people, too. That was my son, Junior, that was with me tonight. It must be wonderful to have a son. Oh, it's great. I got a daughter, too. A girl. <laughs> she's, she's 16 now. The boy's 13, but getting older all the time. Then <laughs> there's... There's Peg, that's my wife. She's older than the kids, but younger than me. <laughs> Say, in that picture of you over the fireplace, I guess that fellow with you, that's your husband. Huh? Yes. That's Robert. He's a good-looking fella. Maybe you'd rather not talk about him, though. Violence won't bring him back. My wife told me about what... what happened... Of course, she didn't know the part about your being here. I don't want anyone to know. I want to stay here, alone, with his memory. It's the least I can do in loyalty to him. Oh. You mean you, you think that's what he'd want you to do? Of course. Does that surprise you? Well, yes, ma'am, it does. I didn't know him, but... From his picture there, I know he was a swell guy. I wouldn't think he'd want you locked up here, throwing the rest of your life away. Do you think any man wants the wife he loved to forget him in, in a year or ever? Well, no, but there's, there's different ways of remembering. I don't understand. Well, you, you can make his dying count for something by helping to beat the people who started this war and teaching the world that... It won't pay to ever start another. You think that I could help end this war? Sure. Everybody can do something. The only thing a person can't do is... is do nothing. Oh, I... I guess you think I've been very selfish, Mr. Riley. Oh, no. No, you've been shut up in this empty house. You just didn't know what was going on. The people I can't understand are the ones who do know and still don't care. Those people live in something worse than an empty house. They live in an empty brain. Well, I'm not one of them, Mr. Riley. You, you've given me something to think about. 
And I'm very grateful. Oh, well, gee, that's fine. Well, I guess I'll be going. I'm sure glad you ain't no ghost. Of course, I ain't actually scared of ghosts because I know there ain't no ghosts. Are there? <laughs> of course not. But, you know, Mrs. Sherwin, it, it is kind of dark out in that garden, isn't it? Would you mind walking me to the gate? <laughs> Starring William Bendix next week at this time. This is Ken Dial saying, see you next week. have lived too long, much too long. The ceiling is white, but the shadows are black. A ghost in my heart says she'll never come back. The house is haunted by the echo of your last goodbye. Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.